This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to the Clue Jets podcast. Where it was Ben Blessington and Michael Nania. Well, Michael, the Jets' 2023 schedule dropped earlier this week. We've had a few days to formulate our opinions on it, and I would say the biggest takeaway is, man, the Jets are popular. Six primetime games, including that Black Friday game against the Dolphins. Uh, what a, what a difference a year makes now that the Jets have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, only what is it? Six 1 p.m. games. Six 1 p.m. games as of right now. Yeah, and the only one within the first uh, seven weeks of their season is is against the Patriots. A lot of primetime opportunities for this team, a lot of late-window games. Tough uh, opening stretch, but, you know, with Aaron Rodgers and with this defense, the schedule isn't as daunting as it used to be. I mean, even looking back at last year, I remember thinking how tough uh, the, the opening of that 2022 schedule looked with, you know, the Ravens, the Browns, Bengals, Packers. Broncos at the time were viewed as a juggernaut. And then, you know, the closer you get to the season, injuries happen during the season, things change. And you look at the difference between how the Jets season started last year and then how it finished. It was pretty much the inverse of, of what we thought when the, when the schedule was announced. So there's not too much to, to be taken away from, from a schedule announcement back in May. But of course, we're going to do it because what else is there to talk about? Michael, when you saw the schedule, what was your first reaction? Well, the first thing is, I think it's important to always remember what you just said, is the fact that when you're looking at a schedule in May, it's always hard to see exactly where the hard stretches are and the easy stretches, because so many things change. I mean, I remember last year when we looked at the schedule, and as you said, that AFC North gauntlet to start looked like a death sentence for the Jets season, Um, and then they had the Broncos in there and the Packers all these tough games. Then we were like that end of the season with Detroit and Jacksonville and Seattle, that's when they're going to make their money and finish strong. And then look what happened. So um, schedules never align closely with the way it looks prior to the season. It makes no sense to use the previous season's records as an indication of, you know, how good teams are going to be in the next season because injuries happen. Teams get worse than expected or better than expected. So you never really know. Um, So that's always important to keep in mind. But at the same time, there are some teams that you do feel pretty confident about being good. A select few. The Chiefs, you know, this is all barring injuries, but you know the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, teams like that are going to be good. So you do have some interest in seeing where those games fall. And the, the the Jets do have some tough games at the start of the season. But the biggest thing is, I think, compared to previous seasons, there aren't really hard stretches in a schedule anymore when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers at quarterback because he gives you a chance to win every single game. That's not to say that you will win every single game, but he gives you 
a chance to. There's never a stretch where it's like these four games right here, hopefully we can get one or two of them. There's no more of that. It's just they can win every single game, and hopefully they come out on the right end of however many it takes to win the division, whatever that number may be. But um, the Jets can win any game on the schedule, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, no, and I think the the big takeaway of of the Jets being uh, primetime darlings, uh, it's fun. I mean, how many 1 p.m. games have uh, – look, I love, I love the classic 1 p.m. Sunday game. That's great for tailgating. Uh, you know, you can build your schedule around it, but it is exciting that the Jets uh, get to play this many primetime games, some home primetime games. They're back on Sunday night football for the first time in, in 12 years. And you, like you said, I mean, you don't want to judge things off of the last year's record, but if you do, the Jets' first six games is is the toughest out of any other team. And I guess we, we can break down the schedule. We'll, we'll cut it into pieces here and kind of give our thoughts on each game. Uh, and we'll, we'll, I mean, I, should we give a prediction at the end? I think we normally do, but it's, we did just we can open. do it. It's it's fun. All it's right. just for fun. It'll be different if we do it next week and the week after that. All right, fine. That's what makes Go it to... entertaining. All Before right. this, we were listening to some of our 2020 episodes. Yeah. And it's just funny to look back on how some of those opinions age. So it's always fun to just put some more opinions out there and go laugh at it in a year or two. Well, yeah, uh, we, but, I, we were oh, saying. Point on the... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to make a quick point on the primetime games quickly since you were just talking about it. But um, the way I always look at the primetime games is it's a high risk, high reward opportunity. If you win a primetime game, everyone sees it and you get respect from everybody and it's really cool. But if you lose, then it's the inverse of that and everyone's laughing at you. And there's always a meme that comes out of a primetime game. So (laughs) you're going to be the subject of that if you lose. So if the Jets have a great year this season, then it's going to be what I'm excited about is an opportunity to change the narrative about the team because the Jets are seen as a joke. That's just the reality of it. But if they can come out this year and win, you know, it, have a successful season, but specifically win some of these primetime games, then that's a chance to, you know, prove everyone wrong and do it in a way that's not just, look, we got Aaron Rodgers. We're expected to be good, but we're actually going to be good and win these big games against great teams. So it's a big opportunity, but with that opportunity comes risk. So you don't want to lose those primetime games as well. But that, that's what makes them exciting. It feels like they're, even though they're not higher stakes games, they mean, exactly the same as the rest of the games it feels like they are just because of the uh attention that is placed on them all right let's let's open up at the first four games of the season home against the bills monday night football september 11th that is going to be one hell of a game uh really looking forward to that are you going to that are you planning on going i know the tickets are like i'm planning prices right now keep an eye keep an eye on those tickets um you know i guess woody figured he could triple the prices before winning any games well, apparently but, uh, they, they sold like four times here nor there but yeah i guess people are paying anyway so i guess you can't blame the strategy there and i'm gonna be one of them at some point yeah at some point you're gonna wait for the ticket you're gonna try to get the resale tickets is that what i'm hearing i think we, we gotta go yeah. we gotta go it's gonna be electric we're, we're gonna be there we're gonna be in the house for sure jets last well, year right now we have a probable designation yeah no, i know they got Didn't rid they... of that a few yeah. years ago <laughs> i was about to say okay so we're just questionable but everybody knows we're probable uh, last yeah, year, the Jets splitting with the Bills. Tag, last year, the Jets split with the Bills. Uh, you know, they beat him with Zach Wilson, and then uh, went up to Buffalo. And I mean, I, that game's coming up too, so we can we can break it down. Let's we'll just focus on the home game against the Bills last year, which was probably the best moment of the season. I would say uh, it's going to be a a 
rowdy crowd, I would say. I'm sure the, the Bills will come, some Bills fans will come down for the opener, but it's going to be a, a MetLife sellout, I'd say. Monday night football, this Jets defensive line getting after Josh Allen. And I have to say, we were talking about it before. And not to say that the Jets are for sure going to beat the Bills or the Chiefs or all these teams, but there really isn't a team in the AFC that, that scares me anymore with this defense and Aaron Rodgers. Again, Jets can beat anybody and they can lose to anybody. And Jets might get their ass kicked uh, week one, but with Aaron Rodgers and and this defense, it's like go position group by position group. Look at this Jets team versus this Bills team. And I'm sorry, I don't think the Jets should be uh, as big of an underdog as they are in this game. What was the line again? Was it? I have to look at it. I think it was like was it three. I think it was three. It was three points. It's like, should the Jets yeah. be home underdogs with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I think that line's going to change. I guess I understand it because, you know, the Jets have to prove it first. Three and points? Just the fact that they are as favored as they are for the Super Bowl and stuff is, you know, a nice sign of respect. I, I understand it. I think they have to prove it first. How do you feel about but, opening uh, uh, the season against the Bills? I, I think before, we might have talked about this on here, but I think I was hoping for more of a low-key start to the season, like the Falcons, Texans, a home game, one of those softer home games, to uh, just get off on the right foot, and not to overlook those teams, but... um. We have Aaron Rodgers, so I think you should expect to beat those teams. But um, regardless, I, that, I was kind of hoping for that and then get into some of the big games. So to start with the Bills right away, which is a huge game because, I mean, at the end of the season, you expect these two teams to be neck and neck in that division title. And this game is going to mean a whole lot in the tiebreaker race. So very important game, primetime stakes to start right away. We're going to see what the Jets are made of as soon as the season starts, right off that opening kickoff. So uh, like I said, with prime time games, it's high stakes and there's a lot of risk to it, but there's also a lot of reward if you can win that type of game, especially in your own division. I, I, I kind of want to go through each game and say win loss, but I feel like it'll get very convoluted. So we'll save the schedule, the record predictions for the end of the pod. But what we can do, Michael, yeah. very in line with the, with this podcast uniform prediction. Where are they going? Monday Night Football, Prime time, so you're thinking black, but then it's like, all right, well, they have quite a few home primetime games. Maybe they go all white in prime time. What are you thinking? Well, they did in the promotional graphic for the game that the Twitter account put out as soon as they announced that game. It was all white uniforms, everyone in the graphic. So it could be right. a little hint there. Green socks. So I, I will socks. go with the all white prediction. And that, that is usually what they do or recently have done in the home openers. Each of the last three home openers right were all white yeah so the only one that wasn't gonna, was the uh, 2019 bills none of them were night games so that does throw a little wrench into things but i will stick with the all white prediction all right moving on week two at dallas i had a feeling once it wasn't on thanksgiving i was like they're gonna put aaron Rodgers with the cowboys early it's essentially a prime time spot i mean a 425 cbs game Against Dallas, Jim Nance and Tony Romo are going to be on the call. I mean, this is a, another primetime game. It's, it's Dallas's home That's another opener. thing. The Jets got a bunch of those 425s, too. Yeah. So in addition to the six primetime, only game on, you know, type games that they have, Cowboys, Broncos, Eagles, Bills, all 425. Yeah, how do you feel about it? Do you prefer the 425 slot or, or the 1 p.m. slot? If you had to go for a daytime game, which one, which one do you prefer? Uh, I definitely like 1 p.m. better. 4 o'clock kind of bothers me. Like, you're sitting through those other games. I mean, I guess you can enjoy those 1 o'clock games because you haven't played yet. Because right. if you lose at 1 o'clock, then it kind of ruins <laughs> that is, the rest that's of them. Then also for us, like, we do the podcast. So usually when the 1 o'clock is over, I don't even watch the 4 o'clock, really. So that, I guess, is an advantage for the 4 o'clock. But I, I like, 
you know, 1 p.m. is already I'm I'm an early riser. So for me, 1 p.m. is already fairly late in the day. So then to have to wait even longer for four o'clock is a little bit of a, of a wait. So I kind of lean towards one o'clock, but there are advantages to both. It is going to be Dallas's home opener, so I imagine that crowd is going to be pretty crazy. I, I've always wanted to go see a game at Jerry's World. Seems like this would be the year to do I it. I went there in 2015. How the, was it? Uh, Jets big-time Saturday win against Kellen Clemens. It's a great stadium. Wait, what? It, Kellen it, Moore. Kellen Moore. Come on now. Kellen Moore, Jesus. not Kellen Clemens. Messing up like, my Kellen here. Like, were you like seven? Uh, yeah. No, that, well, that was a great game. No, it Kendall is a great Tompkins. stadium, though. It really it feels a lot different than any other stadium I've been in. Kembrell Tompkins. I, I haven't been to a ton, but uh, yeah, Kembrell Tompkins. Saving the day a few weeks before he became a persona non grata. He was the hero at that moment, yeah. but uh, zero a couple weeks Jets, later. Jets have had some good success against Dallas. I think they've won the last three matchups going back to 2011. Uh, that you were at that game as well, coincidentally enough. Yeah, I said that one as, uh, as well. Did they win 2007? No, they lost. They they got. I think yeah, they got so blown three out three in a row. I think that was like a Thanksgiving game too. But there were a lot. Of, there were a lot of Jets fans there too when I went in Dallas. So that would be that's a cool road game for any Jets fans looking for a road game. God to damn, pick. there's so many games. I I kind of want to wait for the season to get underway, see how they're doing because if this is a good season and the Jets somehow get a, a home playoff game, I'm gonna want to go to that. And it's like. I only have so much money allocated for, for Jets tickets, and I don't want to blow the it all in the first few weeks. But you look at some of these matchups, especially some that we're about to get to, it's like, oh, I want to go to that. But, yeah, Jets-Cowboys. A lot of people in New York going broke this year. Yeah, Jets-Cowboys, Jets. 425, Jim Nance. Okay, what what unis are they wearing in this one? Probably green um, on Cowboys usually, Yeah, Cowboys usually go white at home, right? Yeah. So probably green on white. It's going to look It's going to look weird. I think. think so. I don't think that's the best matchup. They could go all green. I've seen a lot of all green on the promotion. This is what they did last time they were there was green on white, but that was the hunt, the hunter green. I yeah. think that was a little better than uh, the current green, which they completely ignored last year, except the Lions. You, game. Wait, whoa, wait, that's that's a kind of a hot take. You like the old, the old green better than this green in the Nike I mean, in the Nike unis, the Reebok unis, the jerseys. I think look better. The color, the current color is better. I think I just like it's pops a little bit more. But the, it just doesn't look right in the jersey sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I let's, think there let's could be wait. Some let's wait until they, they win some games with Aaron Rodgers in these unis, and then then we can see how you feel about them. Because that's that's been my long held theory is that the unis are only as good as the team. Do you think this is a theory I proposed to you? You didn't answer it. I think this entire so, podcast honestly, is going to be unis. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's shaping up to be. But what about this? Do you think maybe Rodgers has some pull? In the room, in terms of the no. jersey, I didn't answer that. Because, I didn't answer that for a reason. Sorry, because it was that preposterous. Yeah, get, sorry, get out your whole opinion. My bad, I cut you off. What were you okay. saying? No, that was my question. I was just, do you think he has some? I don't know because maybe he doesn't like the black uniforms because he wore green and when green. When you sent me that, I was like, Michael, Michael needs to go outside. He's bored. <laughs> what if, what if Rogers doesn't like the black unis? You think they won't wear? It's like I don't think they really. Maybe he has some pull, but no. Come on. Um, week three. This is a game I can promise I will not be going to. Uh, Jets Pats in New York. I've been to. I think I'm trying to remember how many Jets Pats games I've been to, and they haven't beat them a single time. I think I went 2016. At least the last three, or not last three, but uh, no. Yeah, I, the well, last let me go through. Let me go through. They, they beat. Okay. Uh, I went 2016 with Fitzpatrick. They were up 10 in the fourth, and they blew it. Then I didn't go to a game for a few years. I went to the Seeing Ghost game in 2019. Got blown out. Embarrassing. Uh, then I went to Zach Wilson's home opener where he, again, had a seeing ghost game. 
And then uh, last year I went to the uh, the game against the Pats where the John Franklin Myers roughing the passer. So I'm pretty confident I'm not going to go to any more Pats games for a while. I feel like I'm a bad luck charm. I won't be going to that. But the Jets have lost the Pats 12 straight times. They need to win this fucking game, especially early on with, with this type of gauntlet. I mean, as we said, you don't really know how these teams will shape up. Maybe the Jets are 2-0 walking into this game, but they need that early season win against the Pats. Get the monkey off the back. Beat the brakes off of Bill Belichick and the shitty Pats team. Let them know that they're at the bottom of the division. I'm really looking forward to that game, but I'm pretty confident I won't be going to it. What well, unis are there? I also went to the last two <laughs> Pats games, so won't be going to this one. Uh, what what unis are they going with this one? I'm getting the full uni prediction, by the way. I'm writing it down. Um, unless unless you know unless we really another... want to plan it out a little bit better, or we could do alongside the win loss predictions. We could do that. Okay. Well, that or should we that'll keep, get keep doing them now? I think we do them now. All right, let's keep doing them casual. now. Then. We'll I think on. we'll get another white on white. Yeah. All right. Then uh, this this game I'm really looking forward to. Jets return to Sunday night football, hosting Patrick Mahomes October 1st. This is going to be a fun game. This is I don't think Rodgers and Mahomes have ever played each other. I could be mistaken, but I think Rodgers no, was injured. No, the two times they played, one of them was injured. Yeah. This could be a fun game. Uh, and like you said, I mean, we don't know how the season will shape out, but if the Jets are having the type of season that we think they might have, this could be very important when it comes to playoff seeding. If the, especially if the Jets are able to win their division, you would imagine the Chiefs are going to win their division. This could be a really, really important game early on. And who knows? I mean, we'll see uh, how fast the Jets come out of the gates. I mean, it certainly helps that Rodgers has experience in the system and there's a lot of guys carrying over. And then you look at the defense returning nine of their, their 12 starters. Uh, you hope the Jets can hit the ground running fast. It's possible, like uh, Tom Brady with the Bucks, that they – falter a little bit out of the gate and then get that early buy and get to reset. But if the jets come out of the gates hot, this is going to be a really fun game. Uh, I, again, it's another game I, I really want to go to, to see uh, Mahomes versus Rogers Sunday night football, but maybe, maybe it's worth it just to stay home and get to take in the, the carry Underwood and, and the whole, I guess Al Michaels isn't on NBC anymore. So maybe it's not the same, but that's the thing. A lot of the primetime vibes, you get the best when you're at home and you could kind of, see the broadcast and like all the spectacle with it. I mean, you do feel it when you're there. Yeah. And you don't have to, to drive home at midnight. I told you after the scene goes, that game, is a big part of it. After the scene goes game, I left in like the fourth quarter. It was like 1130. Something like that. I had to drive four and a half hours back to Syracuse middle of the night. Worst experience. I was like falling asleep on the freeway. It was, it was not good. So I agree. I think the home primetime games are probably best taken in on TV, but I got to go yeah, to that. home. That's not fun. I, I mean, I used to live like an hour and a half north of the stadium when I lived in New York when I was younger and I went to a bunch of primetime games 2011 2012 and you know you get home pretty late after those games especially for a kid who had to go to school on Monday so definitely there's a lateness aspect to that but um uniform prediction for the Chiefs because that's what matters more than Rodgers versus Mahomes uh all black here I think is definitely going to be the play week five at Denver. And this is kind of a sneaky, tough game for the Jets because I think based off of last year and how bad the, the Broncos were, people are automatically chalking this up as a dub. But it is – is it the most the Jets have to travel? I mean, the, the Cowboys – I don't know. I think Denver's Raiders. further, yeah. Oh, which, Jesus, I forgot about that. Come on now. Uh, the only, that is another travel. That's another big thing in this schedule. Yeah, and I saw Samini had that point too where the Jets have – I think it was like the second best travel differential. Like they never face a team coming off of a bye – 
So pretty much in every game, the Jets should have the, the rest advantage. And like you said, yeah, both, not a lot both of travel and rest. I think it was uh, plus 12 days in terms of rest differential. And then the travel miles I think they have the seventh fewest. And in terms of time zones, they only crossed time zones 12 times. That was second fewest. And all that comes in only three games, the Raiders, Cowboys, and Broncos. So uh, very they got a lot of favorable stuff on this schedule in terms of rest and traveling. I think the Broncos, yeah, the Broncos do have the uh, the advantage uh, against the Jets. They lead the series 22 to 17. There are some really horrible moments when I think back at trips to Denver, and the one that really stands out is that Tebow game. Do you remember that game? That was like you were still kind of young. Yeah, right? man, that I was that, that was one cool. I remember. But then the year before that, then, they 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 beat them, and it was a fun, dramatic game. And then last year, you know, with Sauce, maybe maybe with the defensive PI, but closing out that game. But oh, but then you think about the injuries that the, the Jets faced, you know, against Denver. That was really wasn't a fun game when when you think about it. So let's just hope they can make it out of that one alive. Honestly, Denver's not been kind to the Jets. No, not at <laughs> even all. even when they won last year. Finally. Ended a streak of ugly losses there. It still cost them more than it helped them. Oh yeah, so so. I just looked it up. I forgot they got blown. They got they've been shut out twice in Denver. Gee, three times in the so they got shut out twenty seven to nothing in two thousand five. They got shut out in 23 to nothing with Josh McCown and his. Did he break his hand or something in that game? I just remember him crying in the post game press conference with the the cast. And then twenty twenty one, twenty six to nothing. <laughs> With uh, with Zach Wilson, so yeah, some some tough games in Denver. It is Nathaniel Hackett's revenge game, so maybe he uh, yeah. schemes up some some magic. But we'll we'll see how Sean Payton and Russell Wilson look. I do kind of feel like Russell Wilson will have a bit of a bounce back. I don't think he'll be amazing or anything, but I think he'll probably even out a bit. Um, so that that's sneaky tough game, uh, but definitely the easiest out of the the first six games because. The next week, I think, is the toughest game of the Jets' schedule. I guess that's not too controversial considering they were in the Super Bowl last year. But the Eagles, and this is how I look at, at every game on the schedule, it's it's the trenches. I mean, for the Jets, yes, they have. you want to look at the quarterback matchups, and yes, you want to look at the receiver versus corner matchups. That's exciting. But for the Jets, it's really going to come down to can they win with, with rushing four? And there aren't many teams that I think can can will be able to stop this Jets' defensive line and this pass rush, but the Eagles might be one of them. They really win in the trenches, and they're a super talented team. Um, that is a really tough game for the Jets. But another 425 game on Fox. What, what do you think about that one? I mean, I think I think that's the toughest game on, on the Jets schedule. Do you agree with me on that? Yeah, I, I think there's a case for that because we, we talked about this last year ahead of the schedule, and I think it still applies now that I think the Jets' kryptonite is more so teams that have trenches talent more so than skill position talent, because that's where the weakness of the Jets is right now. Offensively, we're talking more so than defense. I think there's a strength in that D-line, but we know the O-line is probably the biggest question with the team right now. And, you know, they have linebacker questions, safety questions, but O-line is a lot more premium directly related to the quarterback. So teams that can get after the quarterback, that's who you're really afraid of, especially considering, you know, Rodgers and his age, and he's been mostly durable, but he has had some seasons where he's missed games. So you worry about that, too. So it's teams that can get after the quarterback that scare you the most. And that's why that's why I think they can contend with teams like the Bills, like the Chiefs, like the Bengals. Those are outstanding football teams. But getting after the quarterback isn't at the core of what they do great. But you look at teams like the Eagles and the Cowboys, um, 
could throw the Chargers have a great pass rush duo in there. Those are and the Browns who just added Zadarius Smith. Those are the teams that you worry about. Unless the Jets offensive line can stay healthy and prove itself as a great unit. But until then, it's the teams that can get after the quarterback that I think worry you the most. This is a tough one. What, what uni matchup looks good when two green teams play? Oh, each did other? we say Denver yet? We did not. I, I forgot about it, but. I think white on black returns. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. Do I, you think that'll be the road primary this year? Mm, or was yeah. that just like riding the superstition? I think they're going to mix it in a, a good bit, but they have, they have some, uh, I think they're going to go wide on green. I don't think you really want to as much. I know the Jets beat Denver last year, but now that I think about it, that really wasn't a good road trip for them considering they lost AVT and Brees and That's Corey true. Davis was out for a few years. So I think I'll change my prediction. I'll go white, white on green for that. Uh, with the Eagles though, it's tough. You have two green teams. I mean, I think the, when they played at MetLife in 2021, Eagles were white on black and the Jets were black on black. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Tough one to call. I don't really know. I guess guess green on white. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say white on black at wow. home. What do you think? Of oh, that? that's a, that's an interesting call. Okay, white on black at home. Yeah, they probably will mix that in a few times. That's a good call. Uh, the week seven buy, maybe a little bit earlier than you would want. I mean, typically you kind of want the buy around week ten, week eleven. Um, let your team get that week of rest before heading into the the November, December games, but for a team with the new quarterback and a lot of new pieces, I don't really hate it being week seven, especially when you look at the gauntlet that they have to open up with. I kind of, I kind of like the buy here. And then when you factor in all the rest days that the jets have, and they have that prime time game or they have that Amazon prime game, uh, which will give them, you know, uh, considerable rest before uh, week 13. And they have a, a late season Thursday night football game, which it should give them rest before the playoffs. So, I think their their breaks are pretty evenly spaced. I kind of like the buy here. And as I said earlier, if, if things really aren't kind of clicking the way that you want on offense, maybe the offensive line is struggling. Maybe the Jets have faced a few injuries early on. Whatever it is, I kind of like kind of like the uh, the week seven buy. What do you think about that? And what uni are they going to wear? Yeah, I, I don't really mind the early buy. I think you know generally you would like to have it right in the middle of the season, like week nine, ten, eleven, somewhere in there. But um. I think, like you said, there's something to be said for an early bye week potentially being beneficial for this team because this is a tough early stretch. It's um, you know a team that's gone through some big changes and could struggle a little bit out of the gate. And I don't say struggle like they're going to be one and five or anything, but maybe they'll be three and three or four and two, not scoring four and as two. high octane. Four and two is struggling. Like, what four, if they're four and two? I don't think that's struggling when you look at these six games. I mean, I know we said well. I'm saying struggling in the sense that, you know, maybe it's not like firing on all cylinders. So I'm, okay. an early bye week, you can, you know, reconvene and come back. What's working, what's not working, and then really go on a run for the rest of the season versus, you know, if you were had later bye week and you weren't playing up to your standards, you know, then maybe your end of season surge wouldn't be as long. I don't know. I'm just looking for reasons to like the early bye week. There, there was something to be said for the Chiefs were week eight last year. And they won the Super Bowl. So it doesn't, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. I think this is a good time to take a break. Look at these first six games. I know we just kind of gave some record predictions. We've said, I think the Eagles game is the hardest. I think the Pats game is probably the easiest. Um, just considering it's at home and they're, they're probably the worst team out of the six. Because I do think the Broncos would be slightly better. Um, when you look at these these first six games, though, is it as daunting, you know, as as it seems, I mean, you had that that brilliant tweet this week where it's like the Jets got Aaron Rodgers. They're no longer a team that other fan bases will look on in the schedule and mark as a W. I mean, the Jets are the daunting team. 
for a lot of these these teams, even good teams, they're a tough matchup. I mean, I don't think Bills fans wanted to open up on the road Monday Night Football against this Jets team. I mean, I don't. Maybe maybe they're they're a little cocky bunch, so maybe not. But um, when you look uh, at these, I did I did actually see a Bills fan tweet recently that predicted that game as a loss, which is something you'd never see. They did AFC's they did lose to Zach predicting Wilson. a Jets loss. They did lose to Zach Wilson on the road. I mean, you, jo- Robert Sala had Josh Allen in hell, so. If it's anything like it was last year and this defense is containing Josh Allen like it did last year, and we'll get to the second Bills matchup in a second, um, I mean, they could they could run through this Buffalo team. If the offense is I mean, with Aaron Rodgers in this defense, it's hard to predict. You don't know with injuries, with regression, but this, this first six weeks, are you happy with it? Are you happy that the Jets kind of test themselves early, get to prove themselves? Like you said, it's that, that high risk, high reward, not just prime time, but with facing these good teams. The Jets do come out and they're five and one, four and two, hell even six and oh. You put the league on notice, the the Super Bowl bets start flooding in. I mean, how do you feel about the, these first six weeks? Because this is this is the chunk of the schedule I've seen the most uh talked about in terms of fans kind of bemoaning the the fact that they have to play all these these tough teams so early on. I mean it's it's definitely a challenge and I think more so than that, it definitely is noteworthy that there are some very important tiebreaker games in the middle here. Like we said, Bills and Chiefs, that could absolutely come into play at the end of the year. And the Jets have to get them within the first four games while they're still kind of finding their identity and growing as a team. So it's going to affect the final picture, even though the team, you know, when you play those games, maybe isn't the final product that they are in week 18 when the playoffs roll around. So I wouldn't have preferred this if I were building my ideal schedule. But again, I just come back to the fact that these are not the Jets of old. It doesn't have to be a season long gauntlet where you're developing and you know figuring things out. They have Aaron Rodgers. They have the talent around him to win every game. So go win some games. And I think record wise, if you can, I think four and two is the minimum you'd like going to that by three and three. I mean, the minimum. They could four and two is the minimum. I think so. I think so. The minimum. I mean, three and three isn't impossible to come out of, but you know, if they lose, what? What are you saying? Games there. What do you think? That's too high. No. I'm, yeah, I, I would say the minimum is not four and two. I mean, the Jets could go two and four. Look at how the Bucks started with Brady the year they won the Super Bowl. And it's like the Jets. I would say the minimum is two and four. I mean, obviously we be, wouldn't be happy about it, but the minimum is two and four. If they're two and four going into the bye, you can't say two and four. Three and three, I'd understand. I'm not saying that that's what I'm. Uh, I think will happen or want to happen, but they could come back from two and four. I think we kind of, as always, kind of overestimate the first six, eight weeks of the season that's because that's all, all right, you three have. Three and three is acceptable. But think three about three is just acceptable. I do like the Niners were what were they last year? Three and four. It does happen a lot where these teams but, start. Okay, but they could start really two good and four. teams are like three and two, three and three, and they win ten in a row. So right, and this is the type of team that could now win like nine, ten games. In right, a row. especially so, as right, they three gel. and three is okay. I shouldn't have said four and two, but two and four, I would be very concerned about. Well, we could be concerned about it, but it's not like they can't come back from it. One and five is the point where I'd say, oof, man. I mean, they'd really. Two need... and four, though? They could come back from two and four, yeah. You're telling me they couldn't beat the Giants coming out Has of the bye? Has any team come out of two and four yes. and got to where we want this team to get? Not just the playoffs, but, you know, division competition? Maybe not win the division, but I, I'm sure they're a team. I think the Giants, when they uh, went to the playoffs and won the Super Bowl, they did not start the season too well. I might be talking out of my ass here. Let me look. But um, but you could start two and four, beat the Giants. Now you're three and four. Hey, you beat the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Now you're four and four. You're back to 500. 
You go and beat the Raiders. Now you're five and four. It's like we overestimate the early season games. You kind of forget how many games there are in a season. You know, right? Even going back to last year, I mean, the Jet. I remember thinking, okay, the Jets need to go four and two down the, down the stretch of these last six games that they want to make, make the playoffs. And then they kept losing. They kept losing, and you know, it got to the point where the Jets still could have made the playoffs if they. Uh, if Mike White could have beaten the Just Seahawks. The I mean, two. Yeah. Right, exactly. So we, we overestimate how important these early games are and how many games there are in, in general. They could come back from two and four. I'd be concerned, but it, when, when you're playing the Bills, it depends how these losses look. You can't tell me you wouldn't be panicking if they were two and four. I wouldn't be panicking, but I wouldn't be happy. With Dude, this team. With my history Last in this podcast, you think, I'm the optimist of this podcast, Michael. You think, I, you think I'd cave at two and four? It depends how the, the games look. If they lose a close one to the Bills and a close one to the Chiefs, and they, they lose the Eagles, and I don't, I don't know, and they beat the, the Pats and Broncos. I mean. I, I dropped down to two or to three and three. You, you got me there. But two and four, I'd be I'd be in a bad headspace. I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would be. You, you, you text me <laughs> if they, they give up a first down in the first quarter, and you're just like, this, I hate this fucking team. This game's over. <laughs> I will not be accepting any of those texts. I'm going to block you during game days from now on. I just want the good vibes. <laughs> Uh, they come out of the bye. I'm going to try. They come out of the bye with the uh, pseudo road game against the Giants at MetLife. How, what do you think the split between Jets and Giants fans is going to be at this game? Kind of bummed it's not prime time. But it, it makes, you made a good point. It's, it's maybe like 70% Giants. Probably. I mean, do you think it'll be closer than that? No, I think that makes sense. I mean, the Giants, if the Giants weren't good, I would think the Jets could I mean, maybe Giants take over. Giants fill up pretty well. I think they, to be honest, I think they feel better than the Jets. Do. Yeah, they do. And they're the home team. So 70 30 is probably fair. You, you made a good, cause I wanted this game to be prime time. In fact, I kind of wanted them to open the season on Monday night football against the giants. But like you said, it's only one media market. So it kind of makes sense why it's not prime time. But um, in terms of the matchup, this is a fascinating game for the jets. Um, really well coached team, tough team. We'll see if they do the, uh, the joint practices with the giants uh, in preseason. They do still have their preseason game against them. They did not get the preseason game against the Eagles. I know we didn't, we didn't touch on any preseason, but a Hall of Fame game against the Browns uh, at Carolina. You'll probably go to that. Uh, home against yep. the Bucks, which it sounds like they're going to be doing some joint practices with the Bucks. So maybe uh, Todd Bowles still has some fans uh, in this building. And then uh, at the Gi- at the Giants uh, for, for preseason. Quickly, what did you think of the preseason schedule? Is it an advantage or a disadvantage to have that extra preseason game? Uh, I, would t- I would say inv- advantage just to have the extra – you know, opportunity to watch some tape of these guys. I mean, it, I guess it adds a little bit extra injury risk, but the guys who are playing in that game probably, I mean, that game is probably even more so than the final preseason game, just focusing on the bottom of the roster. More Zach Wilson um, reps. Zach Wilson will get some reps. So preseason is going to be fun. It's an just advantage. Preseason is yeah. going to be more it'll fun. Be, it'll be a ride for sure. Yeah. Like, we'll see what happens, but it'll be something to watch. It's not like, um, I mean, Who's some, who are some guys that have played quarterback for us in the preseason? Uh, I was going to say Mike White, and then I realized that he actually ended up having a pretty interesting career here. Uh, I mean, Bryce Petty, Hackenberg. Matt Sims. Matt Sims. I <laughs> yeah, I, I think compared to most teams' backup quarterbacks, the Zach Wilson preseason storyline is going to be going to be fun to watch. So let's see how he looks. And, and it's important, too. I mean, this is our backup quarterback. We want to see him That's true. prove that he can be ready if he's needed. His preseason – his first preseason was pretty damn good, honestly. Last year, yeah. not so much. Yeah. Throws the pick six and gets injured. How much different would things have been if, if that was a torn ACL? 
Would the Jets have made the playoffs? Because they probably would have turned and traded for Jimmy G. I mean, maybe not, but wow. maybe. I mean, think go think back of how depressed we were at that moment. But you think about it: if he had torn his ACL against the Eagles and was out for the season, then it's like, do they even go in on Rodgers? Who knows what happened? The butterfly effect of that not being an ACL is fascinating. Maybe it's a lot of ramifications. That's a Jets extract right. They probably would have traded for Jimmy G. I think that would have happened, and then. You know, they probably win another two games if he stays healthy. There's no guarantee he stays that's healthy, true. though. That That's part of it. I don't know. I feel like they maybe be about the same. But you'd still have people who are really bought into Zach Wilson being the starter this year. So he'd probably be competing for the starting right, gig. That's, and- that's true. That's probably what it is. Yeah, I didn't think of that because regardless of how the season goes, then he'd probably be guaranteed to start this year. Basically like Trey Lance, like, because he didn't play, so exactly. he didn't play himself out of it. So God. there'd be no Rodgers right now. God, that's the, that's the next Jets X Factor article I want to. And we just have last season would be next season. I like I like the butterfly. I think I've I've made this point to you before we started recording, but you could really make the argument that Adam Gase saved the Jets because without Adam Gase, you don't have Joe Douglas, and without Joe Douglas, none of this happens. And it really did take Adam Gase did have to put his, his neck on the line to go behind the guy who just hired him a few months before, go to the owner. And really just point out, hey, this guy has no idea what he's doing. This building is toxic. You need to clean house. Hey, I know a guy who, who would make a hell of a general manager. I mean, just think about it. I know, I know, look, he was a terrible head coach, but he deserves some credit that the Jets really go and, and win this thing. Without Adam Gase, That's the true. Jets don't bottom out. You don't get solid. I mean, all right, let's keep moving. We're getting off topic. Uh, <laughs> then another primetime game, Monday Night Football, hosting the Chargers. Uh, that's a fun game, LA, New York. A lot of prime time, a lot of good memories from when I was younger of the Jets and, and Chargers playing each other. I mean, it kind of seems like, you know, the, these are the AFC New York versus LA. This seems like these teams should be playing each other more often. The Chargers are another team that I feel like definitely underachieved last year, but it's a damn good team. And it wouldn't surprise me if they are really pushing the Chiefs uh, in that division. That's going to be a tough game, but they do have to make that big uh, travel across the country. I always feel like it's as, as hard as it is for, for, Either team, you know, going east to west versus west to east. I think it's probably harder for a team to go west to east. Do you agree? Is there is there an argument to be made there? So how would this work time wise? Is this a if five you, o'clock game to them or an eleven o'clock? Five game? o'clock game for them. Five. Jesus, really? Right. <laughs> Come on, you knew that. I thought I was the analytics guy in the podcast. Yeah, we can't. We can't. Uh... Is it though? Is it five o'clock? Yeah. So like. Three hours behind. They're three hours. Come on now. I know they're three hours behind. The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Come on, we know this. We've been over okay. this. I apologize. Too much uniform talk. Yeah, I'm, that's true. I've lost my math capabilities. I'm more of a fashion analyst yeah, now. Exactly. If the Jets, um, I have a question for you. If the Jets bring back a, a retro jersey, which there's been some rumblings they might. Let's say they bring it back for one game. Which game do do you wear it? There's a good argument for this that's one. A good question. Um, well, the discussion you and I were having was, do they do it on the Black Friday game against Miami? Because the first thing you no. think of is, Come on, you gotta wear this the... is obvious. You have to go all black yeah. on Black Friday. Yeah, it's definitely it's right there. It's a low hanging fruit. It's happening. But I mean, like Jets Dolphins, that's the most classic rivalry. I feel like for the Jets, it's, you know, it's a national game. It's a quote unquote historic game because it's the first Black Friday game. Maybe they want to, you know go back to their history while doing that. So I don't, I would not rule out that dolphins game. 
if that's where they put it. Come on. If now. they do it. You think they're not going to wear black on Black Friday? I know, and I don't want to pass up on that, but it, there are <laughs> there's also a lot of reasons to like the throwback there. Ugh. It could be one of those random late games, like Falcons or Texans. Meh. What do you think Maybe about the what do you Christmas what do you think game? about the matchup though of, of the Chargers and Jets? I haven't heard a lot of people break down this one. I think it this is is this is a sneaky tough game for the Jets because the Chargers on paper are incredibly talented. Justin Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, I know Staley uh, kind of blew their playoff game a bit, but he is still a, a smart head coach. I mean, schematically, I mean, I know we, we said we'll focus on the trenches, um, but they do have some pass rushers. That could really wreak havoc, if, if especially at this point in the season, if the offensive line isn't as healthy. What do you think about this matchup for the Jets? Are you on paper and on May fourteenth? How do you feel about this <laughs> November sixth game? I, I mean, we talked about trenches talent, and the Chargers have some of it. Joey Boza and Khalil Mack is on paper as good as it gets on the edge. It's just they've had some injury questions, especially with Boza. Um, then offensively, their O line has talent, but you know, they've had injury questions on that O-line. So um, that's the thing with the Chargers. I think every year they have a really, really good roster that could legitimately compete, but injuries just get the best of them every year. So we'll see how healthy they are at this point. I think that's the biggest question. If they are, I think there's no reason the Chargers can't be in that conversation with the rest of this conference. But uh, every year just seems to bite them like the Jets do. Um, so we'll see. After that, back-to-back primetime games. Week 10, we'll see if it stays a primetime game. I think this is the only primetime game that could be flexed out of out of its spot. Uh, but week 10 at the Raiders, I think this is a game I, I, I really want to go to. Out of all the road games, as much as I want to see one in Jerry's world, I think going to Vegas and seeing a game at that stadium, Sunday Night Football, if it stays that way, a team the Jets should play well against, should beat. You got the Adams-Rogers storyline. What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, this was one of the ones I thought was a dark horse primetime candidate, and it did turn out to be one. Uh, I mean, this is a game the Jets should win. And turn, again, on May 13th, 14th here, uh, we have no idea how the season's going to play out, but I don't think the Raiders are going to be very good. I'm not a Garoppolo fan. Who's their backup? I don't think the roster is too good. Uh, Brian Hoyer. Oh. Uh, All right, well. It, got the Josh McDaniels coaching tree going on there. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the Raiders defense was bad last year. They didn't really add too much to it to change it. Obviously, Devontae is going to be fun. See him against Sauce, but I don't think the Raiders are very good. They should win this, but it'll be fun to see them in Vegas on primetime. Here's my bold prediction on May 14th. This game does not stay on primetime. I think it gets flexed out. That could definitely happen. I mean, we have to let's look at some of the other yeah. games in that, you know, that week of the season, but yeah, this is within the flex window. It's Sunday night. It's not Monday or Thursday. So it could change. I just don't, uh, I think, surprised. I don't think the Raiders going to be very good this season. Yeah. Okay. There's kind of the storyline of Rogers and Adams, but it's not like they're on the field against each other. And I think he already has a primetime game. The Raiders already have a primetime game against the Packers. Um, I just, I, you know, I guess, I guess Garoppolo, no Salah. And I, I just, I don't really see the, the storyline is Rogers, you know, the potential interest of the Raiders, maybe trying I guess to get that's them. true. I just, I just don't see this staying a primetime game. I think at this point of the season, the jets will be, well, it's hard to predict. I, I think at this point of the season, these two teams will be in different spots. I don't think the Raiders are going to be very good this year. So I just think that'll get flexed out. Is there anything else in week 10 that, that jumps out as something that should be uh, flexed in? 
quickly? Um, we got Niners, Jaguars, Browns, Ravens, Giants, Cowboys, Lions, Chargers. All right, all right. So there's there's some there's some matchups there. I mean, the Jets and Raiders have had some pretty uh, historic games. In fact, you mentioned we were listening to some of those old 2020 pods just for fun. <laughs> and we, we listened to the one after they, uh, after they gave up that touchdown to, to what we thought would help them secure Trevor Lawrence in, uh, in 2020. And I got to say, Michael's reaction to that is maybe my favorite moment in our podcast history, <laughs> especially consider was... with the, with knowing after the fact, two weeks later, we have that podcast where we're just depressed and like, don't say anything for the, yeah, we listen to them back to back and it's just like euphoria to like depression. Again, straight from one to the other. And there's the Heidi game. I mean, the Raiders lead this series 26 to 20 uh, and won the last matchup. Although in 2019, the Jets had blown them out. I'm trying to think, when was the last time? This is the first time the Jets will play in Vegas. Please, uh, for the love of God, keep them. Uh, get get them in bed, curfew. No, we don't need any midseason <laughs> uh, Vegas incidents. Oh, that was this Oakland. Team. But uh, I meant yeah. at Raiders. But I agree with you. Yes. Um, all right. Well, after that, I think this is the toughest in terms of travel schedule to go back to back prime time. You're playing on Sunday night football and then you got to go, which is already kind of a short week. Then you got to go to Buffalo and play at Buffalo, November 19th, going to be shitty weather, but you know, better than playing them in, in December, I guess. November 19th, another late game, 425. I got to say, I do like the late window East coast games because they kind of feel like primetime games regardless uh against the bills and as i was kind of i love the feel of that game last year they played there because you know nance was calling in and romo and felt like the jets had kind of earned that spotlight yeah by that point in the season and hey i mean if if mosley and and flacco didn't give that game away the jets might have swept the bills last year i mean yeah that second game too like people forget how tightly the jets played them if it weren't for that like you said, that fourth down penalty by Mosley and then Joe Flacco just Mike White throwing getting, the game away. Mike White getting folded in half. Plays. Then uh, Jets easily. And, th- and then they were driving at the end, and they could have tied the game, and Michael Carter fumbled it. Oh, so they were only a few that. plays away from potentially winning that yeah, game. Yeah, they really should have swept the Bills, honestly, now that I think about it. All right, that's it. The Jets are winning the division. Well, if they want to <laughs> win the division, uh, it's going to be a big game to do it. Week 12, Dolphins. First ever Black Friday game. Yes, they're going to come on. They're wearing the black unis on Black Friday. Come on now. 3 p.m. Did you Do you like the 3 p.m. slot? I've seen some people uh, kind of complain, wish this was a, a night game. It's going to be I don't. It's going to be it. hell on, on Black Friday, the, the, the parking between MetLife traffic and then the mall. It's right across the street. I will not be going to this yeah. game because of, well, I have to you go. Take from, the, you take the train in. From where I am, so I got to fly. So I don't want to fly on Thanksgiving weekend. That's true. So um, we'll not be dealing with those problems. But, I mean, I, there's not another game scheduled on Black Friday, right? No. Because I thought the when I saw they were at three, like, okay, there will be a night game. So it is a weird time. Three? I mean, but it should be post-Thanksgiving on a holiday. That does seem like a good time. I mean, I think a lot of people probably go out Friday night of Thanksgiving. So putting it kind of in the afternoon, a lot of people should be. A lot of eyes on this game. I did see the report that the Bengals requested – they want it to be like, you know, how the Cowboys and Lions are on Thanksgiving every single year. They want it to be that for Black Friday. They want it to be the Black Friday team and the uh, NFL told the Bang the NFL told the Bengals that they don't care and they put the Jets and Dolphins on that. I love that. Um it's a good matchup. It's a fun matchup. The Jets again uh split them. It's the only Jets game I've I've ever seen them win in person was with you last year. That was a really fun game. Although it was against Skylar Thompson. I have a feeling this is gonna be Mike White. I have a feeling it's going to be yeah, Mike White. There's, the there's a good chance. 
and it would be a great storyline, the revenge game, um, a lot of parallels to Chad Pennington and his season with the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, especially because Rogers is here and like Brett Favre at that point. So uh, that would be a lot of fun. And then, you know, they got a lot, of, a lot of former Jets on that team now. Got Barrios, Barrios yeah. Robbie Anderson, Feeney. So Feeney. I forgot about fun. Robbie Anderson. Isn't he chosen Anderson now? Or chosen, not chosen Anderson. My apologies. Well, this does open up the first. Uh, the Jets have three straight road or three straight home games, uh, rather. To get a little bit of a break. Week thirteen, though, they come back. One p.m. game. I think it's their first one p.m. game since week eight. Uh, no, because that's Giants. Oh yeah, game. Giants. Yeah, first Giants first home one p.m. game since week three, week thirteen against the, the Falcons. Sneaky tough Four game. Four in a row here. Sneaky tough game. Four one p.m. That's true, but again, I mean, I guess I guess one of them could get flexed. Probably Maybe the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, I could see the Dolphins in Miami because especially those those broadcasting teams. When you look at those, uh, when you get to December, it's like, oh, we could go to Miami for a Sunday night football game. Did you just get an email? Is that what I just heard? Who's emailing you during our podcast, Michael? Come on. Uh, what do you think? I, don't know. I sincerely don't know what that was. Unprofessional. Uh, Dolphins, or sorry, Falcons. Sneaky tough game. I mean, I think Arthur, I like Arthur Smith. Uh, I wrote that article for King Arthur. Although Desmond Ritter, uh, Desmond Ritter, I, I just, they're going to be able to run the football. And as we said, teams who can win in the trenches will pose some problems for the Jets and you look at this Falcons team, they have some playmakers. They are going to be able to run the football. We'll see what Ritter is like at, at QB. Their defense is pretty weak. Again, this does kind of open up a nice stretch of games here for the Jets where they should be able to stack up some W's as you head into head into the playoffs. Um, what do you feel about this matchup? You know what? Trap game. I think this has the potential to be that. Just because, I'm, obviously, I think the Jets are a lot better than the Falcons. May 14th. Schedule's always... May 14th, but schedules always go that way. It's not like you're going to lose to the five best teams, beat everyone else. You always lose some random games that you shouldn't, and you win some games that you shouldn't. So if the Jets are going to lose a surprising game on the schedule, I think there is kind of a chance this might be it. Just because of what you said, this is going to be a running football team. They've got a loaded run game. They were already a great run game last year. Now they had B. John Robinson. And it's going to be December, that time of year where you know teams start running the football more. And I don't know. And I think the run defense out of the four phases of offense and defense is probably the biggest question mark. Hey, they got Al Woods the Jets. now. They did get Al Woods, but also Shelton Rankins is gone. You know, Quentin Jefferson isn't the, a great run defender. Quan Alexander hasn't come back. Um, and then there is some regression potential with the Jets' defense. They were very healthy last year. We'll see how healthy they are at this point in the season. Falcons running the football. I don't know. I could see that as a potential trap game. Obviously, I think the Jets should beat them, but just compared to some of these other teams at the end of the schedule here, if there's one I had to pick that could pull off a shocking upset, this would be the one I would pick. I know we've, I know we've fallen off on giving the uni predictions, but this seems like an all-green game to me. We did forget. What was the last one we even did? We'll just throw it in with the record at this point yeah okay. right sure uh then week 14 hosting the texans uh get a rookie quarterback D'Amico ryan's from the solid tree i think this is the first th- this is the first time Sala will get a chance to play one of his disciples it's gonna be a fun game but i i think as you saw in Sala's first year this defense 
takes a year, take can even take two years to really, you know, find its groove. And I just think that this is a matchup for the Jets again. At home, Texans got to travel. They're a young team. They have some talent on this roster, but I think this is a game that the Jets. This is an opportunity. If the Falcons game is is a trap game, I think this is an opportunity for the Jets to really have a, a late season blowout game heading to the last four yeah. games uh, of their season. How do you feel about the matchup of of Solid taking on his his former protege? I mean, really, all three of these home games here in December are ones that they should win, and it'll be interesting to see where the Jets are. At this point, you know, are they a 10-1 and one team that's on fire and trying to finish off the one seed? Or did they get off to a rough start? They're trying to rebound and get back on track for the playoffs or, or the division. We'll see where they are. But either way, I think they'll be heavily favored in those three games. And you'd like to see them sweep that set because that's what the Packers and Aaron Rodgers had always done and throughout his career is win those games at home that they should win. His home record has always been pristine. Um, he's cleaned up in the games that he's supposed to win. So uh, I'd yeah. like to see the Jets be that team at this point because the Jets don't win the games that they you know, supposedly should win as often as they should. And they <laughs> don't really blow teams out either. There are very few blowout wins for the Jets over the past decade. I'd like to see some blowouts out of these last few. Then we go. We're sounding very cocky here. I know. But I think it's. I think it's seventeen and zero is my I mean, is my official prediction. Yeah. Uh, week fifteen at Miami. We we kind of touched on Miami a little bit already, but I will say that is one of the things I always look at on the schedule. Is like when do we get to go to Miami? Because I love I love when the Jets play them in December because it's a nice break from all the cold, snowy, rainy games the Jets have to play. And then also, if you play Miami in September, you have to deal with that humidity. December 17th, it's a nice time. It's a nice time of year to play when Miami. When was the last Jets. time they played him in September? It's been a while. Jeez, maybe. Right? I mean, I, when Revis tore his ACL, that was in September, I think. But that was like yeah, 2012. 2012. Uh, so not since that, I no. don't think, right? I'd have to really think about it. I think Josh McCown, maybe? was in London. That was early. Was McCown? Or was that October? When, they, like when October, he threw that pick six? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I forget. If we really look through it, we could we could find it. But uh, I like that they're playing him week 15 in Miami. And as I said, I think that is out of all the games that could maybe get flexed into prime time. I think that's the one that really jumps out to me as is one that that might get might get flexed to Sunday Night Football. Uh, last home game of the year, week 16, hosting the Commanders on Christmas Eve. This was one of the games that I kind of wanted early in the season because, like you said, you kind of wanted some early games or some easier games early on. But Commanders aren't necessarily an easy game, but when Sam Howell is your starting quarterback and we're sitting here in May and we have no idea what he looks like, this is a, uh, contrary to their logo, this is a game that you look, actually, with with their logo, this is a game you look at on the schedule as a W. Would you agree with me? I mean, good offensive line, good running <laughs> game, but, I mean, come on. Sam Howell? I like that transition. I fucked um, it up a little bit. It was yeah. a little wordy. But. It was solid. I got what you meant. I was wondering where you were going with it, and I was like, ah, I like that. That's a little W. So, yeah. it was solid. But, um, I mean, the commander's defense was good last year. They were one of those Jets kind of teams throughout the year where they were having all these low-scoring games that they couldn't win, top-ranked defense but couldn't score. But uh, and, and they do fit the bill of that kind of team we talked about. Like, they have a pass rush that could make noise against this Jets offensive line. But other than the pass rush, there's – not a lot that I like about their team. Obviously, Terry McLaurin against Sauce is going to be great to watch. And they do have some other good weapons. Curtis Samuel, um, Jahan Dotson had a great rookie season. So 
there's some stuff there that I like on Washington, but it all comes down to quarterback. And again, May 14th, we said it a bunch of times. That's true. Maybe Sam Howell will be amazing. But the thing but as of right now, I don't expect that. Completely contradicting what I was going to say earlier. The, a good reason to maybe play this team later on in the season is I think they're starting Sam Howell because they're like, okay, either he's good and he's our future, but most likely he probably isn't. It's a great quarterback class. You get to play a team that is maybe eyeing the draft. Maybe not. We'll see. But they're in a tough division. Expectations aren't too high for this team. They are a tough team, but week 16, eyeing the quarterback class at home, Christmas Eve, this seems like a game that the Jets should also win, at least on paper. Uh, but they got a short week heading into week 17. Have to go to Cleveland for Thursday night football. They've had some tough games, especially on Thursday night football at Cleveland. I just think of Isaiah Correll's butt wipe. Um, but the, the Watson Rogers matchup, I, I like this. I, I think that, uh, the Browns should be better, uh, than they were last year. This is maybe two teams battling for a playoff spot or, you know, for seeding whatnot, but this is an important game in December, regardless if the Jets have, you know, either unless the Jets are completely out of it, which I don't think will be the case, but either the Jets are playing Cleveland to fight for a playoff spot, uh, playing Cleveland to, to fight for seeding, um, there was another one, but I completely forgot. Whatever. But um, on Thursday Night Football uh, <laughs> at, at Cleveland, it'll come back to me in a second. Uh, at Cleveland, what do you think about this matchup? Rodgers, Watson, Amazon Prime. The Elijah only- Moore, revenge Elijah game. Moore, revenge game. Talk for a second so I can think about what point I was going to make. I, I, I mean, I'm interested to see what Cleveland does because on paper, they are a very good team. I mean, the O-line is stacked. The D-line is stacked. They got weapons. And they have a quarterback who, before this past season, or I guess before two seasons ago, was considered one of the best centerpieces to have in the league. But all the off-field stuff happened. He came back last year, and he was pretty bad in the short stretch that he played. So uh, if if he can bounce back, Watson, and be who he was in Houston, I mean, Cleveland could easily win that division. Um, so yeah. we'll see where they are at this point in the, in the season. But um, this easily could be a very tough game. Yeah, and a short week um, on the road. It, it, like you said, it could be tough. And these AFC matchups, very important for seeding. Uh, again, Cleveland is a sneaky good team. We'll see, you know, May 14th to December 28th. There's a lot of time for, for stuff to happen. Who knows how either of these teams look. Um, but at this point of the season, I like having the late Thursday night football game. Uh, that can't be flexed out either, right? So uh, No, Thursday can't be moved. No, right? yeah, I don't think, I don't think so. So. Obviously, the Jets had some pretty good luck last year playing Cleveland. Should be a different team for, for I mean, different quarterbacks for both teams. Completely different matchup, but maybe the Jets can carry over some of that that magic that they had last year with that giant fucking elf at midfield. Uh, week 18 at New England, closing the season out. Um, again, it's... Oh, quick, quick side yeah. note. Did you see the competition of the Browns Dog Pound logos? I don't know if you saw no. that. No, what happened? They had a vote of like of fan made logos for the dog pound, like the dog logo. Okay. That they usually have. There were some good candidates in there. You'd have to look okay. at it. It's you know this is an audio medium, so it's kind of hard to. Oh, there are some good logos. Okay, well in let there. me look it up. All right, well, you Should know I... you're hyping it up. Me... They're Cleveland Browns. What do I look dogs. up? <laughs> what do I look up? Cleveland They're Browns dog pound logo competition. Dog pound logo. Competition. Some of them weren't very good. They were a little too cartoony, but I like some of them. They just had aggressive elements okay, to look. them that I thought were fitting to the Browns' identity. Okay, I uh, see. I thought you have some good opinions on it. Any that jump out? 
I mean, they're all they're all dogs, so I don't really know how to describe. They're all dogs. Orange saying. dogs like you were with stripes. To tell me so to don't... explain it. <laughs> That's all I could say. It's a brown's colored dog. I mean, I think I like this guy on the top right. Again, it's just hard. They're all to better describe. than the elf. The one he kind of looks that. like Darth Vader. I don't really know how to describe it. He looks kind of scary. He has the. I like this one, Michael. Michael can see. I think the that's camera. the one I like. Like this one. Can you see that, it? That's the one I like. Yeah, yeah I, I like that one. one. I'd go with I that was one. On board with. It's pretty funny. Um, all right, closing out the season at New England. Uh, I really hope this is a Zach Wilson game, and because the Jets are resting their starters, I really hope that the Jets can punch their ticket to the playoffs. Hopefully, with that Cleveland game, I think that is, you know, regardless of 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 what's happened, I think that is. That is going to be an important game, no matter if the Jets are, you know, best case scenario of, of won 13 games, 14 games, whatever. That Cleveland game is is still going to be crucial when it comes to, to tiebreakers. But week 18, at that point, the seeding normally is pretty locked up. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, but I would love to see uh, the Jets have a, a game where they get to go into New England and play their backups because they've already locked up uh, their seeding. Uh, when was the last time the Jets won in New England? The playoff game? Yeah, that was the last So one. then before that, it would have been Favre. So yeah, okay. last time the Jets won a regular season game in New England, it was with a former, former Packers Hall of Fame quarterback. Let's see if they can repeat history. So with that said, no Michael, way. we've ran through uh, all 17 games. They're all 18 weeks. Pretty nice schedule, I would say. I mean, the, the, the first six games are obviously tough, um, but I like that the Jets get their chance to – to show the rest of the league what the, what's about, what they're about. And I think that because Rodgers has familiarity in the system, because the defense is returning a lot of their starters, I also, I don't know if you saw this, Mina Kimes had a great tweet. I'm going to butcher the exact points, but she was basically talking about how, you know, defense defenses regress every year and it's kind of hard to predict. But one of the, the main variables you can look at and whether or not a defense is going to regress is how much they rely on turnovers because a lot of turnovers can be very random, you know, tip balls, fumbles that just – yeah. slip out and the jets were i think the best team in terms of defense performance that didn't rely on turnovers the jets did not have very good turnover right. luck last year and yeah, so that i did see that and yeah. so that typically is a good sign on, on a defense being able to uh maintain their success from year to year so that's a, a great sign um i think that's a really interesting point especially if the jets are able to finally get some turnovers so with that you know in mind and having rogers and how much you know how many games the jets won last year with basically no quarterback under center Early games, you know, I, I don't, that don't really bother me. It's, it, I look at it more as an opportunity for the Jets to, to prove themselves. And then after the bye, there's a lot of winnable games, some sneaky games, some tough primetime games. But all in all, Michael, I mean, at the at minimum, I see 10 wins. At minimum. And I think, you know, if I, if I really want to get into my optimistic bag, I might predict 13. I don't, you know, I mean, how, how are you feeling when you look at, again, it's May 14th, none of this shit matters, but we're just, you know, we're making content here. Uh, look at the schedule, Michael. Does it does it change anything the the way that it's? I mean, we already knew these opponents. We already knew that Rodgers is going to be the Jets' quarterback. But now that you see it, see who they're going to play, when they're going to play them, the advantages and disadvantages of the schedule. I would say, all in all, this is a good schedule for the Jets. Despite the tough first few few weeks, they get a chance to make up ground towards the end of the season to make that late season playoff push. They don't have a lot of travel. They have that rest differential. A lot of fun primetime games. I think this is a good a good schedule. I think this is what all you really could have asked for outside of maybe having one easier game in the first few weeks of the season, but maybe, Hey, maybe that's week three against the Patriots. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's anything about the schedule that 
changes the way I felt about the team before it came out. We knew who they were playing. It's just the order. Um, I feel like a lot of people, or maybe some people, aren't aware that the opponents are known prior to the schedule, and oh. then they just who is listening to, to this podcast that doesn't know the Jets? No play. one who listens to this podcast. Yeah, come on, we just not, broke down the uniform any... predictions for each week. I mean, no, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a, a psycho, just like us. <laughs> the diamond, um, and I mean that in the nicest way. Um, I'm talking about maybe some really casual fans. We might, who hey, we might get aren't, who aren't cultured enough to listen to cool. Your Jets I will podcast. say now with Rogers, you're going to imagine. I remember this when I was a kid. There's there's a big swath of bandwagon Jets fans coming in, and you know if, you, if you're going to choose a new team, you got to find a new podcast to try to learn as much about your team. So maybe we do have some new Jets fans in here. So if you are a new Jets fan, welcome. I mean, I I, I we just I'll, called you a psycho. Welcome. We did just call you a psycho, but you know. <laughs> I'll always have respect for for the. Do you see those those tweets going around this week about how loyal are you? And then it was just like a photo of like the butt fumble. Uh, think about all the terrible Jets moments that we've stuck with them. I mean, even in this podcast, we've done way more. I just put up that graphic of the Chicago receivers oh in God. 2018. That's a classic. That's an infamous graphic right there. Adam Gase press conferences. I'm trying to think, what are some of the. I think was there a moment ever in the last Bryce ten Petty years? starts in twenty seventeen. Since since being a Jets fan, was there one moment that you look at and you think that you may have had the thought of like, you know what, I don't like football anymore. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep watching this team. Is there one moment? Because it's it's, uh, it's got to be worth it now that Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. That's a great question. I definitely I definitely have had those. I'm just trying to I'm sure you pinpoint it. I think I think that twenty nineteen opener really bothered me, which maybe didn't make sense, but. I That's true. Really there was some, there was some hype. There was a lot of hype going to that season. And after that game, I was like, that was just so deflating. And then, and then no, then when he got, or Darnold, uh, it was announced he had mono. It's like, how is this even real? That's true. Like, this is not, this is so unfair. I think I would maybe go with that. I'm trying to do this. Not that be... I was seriously considering yeah. retiring because we just started this podcast. That's true. But those are the thoughts that you have. I do remember watching that that Zach Wilson debut, and I I lost my voice, which I guess has happened. Now that I think about it, a lot of Jets lot of Jets games I've lost my voice at, but this one I had lost my voice before, so I went to the game and I couldn't say anything. So I, I had to watch the game completely silent, which was an interesting experience. Got to to pay attention to the, the surround sounds, hear the Jets Patriots fans fight each other, and um, it was it was a fun experience for all of ten minutes. Um, but sitting there, not being able to talk, feeling like shit. And then watching the Jets' young, bright quarterback do exactly what the last Jets' bright young quarterback did at the last game I had been to. I never considered not being a Jets fan, but I, on that that train ride home with all those Pats fans blasting Sweet Caroline out of their boombox, I'm sitting there which, looking which up. Now that you bring that up, I, it's funny because when the Jets beat the Dolphins, they played the same song, and we were singing uh, it. Yes, but it was different. So it was different. There was some poetry there. It was different. I couldn't say anything, so I couldn't even – I mean, probably for for the better. I couldn't even say anything to these stupid Pats fans, but they were blasting Sweet Caroline. And I was looking out the window at the Jersey Swamps. I couldn't – I felt like shit. And I just was like, why do I do this? Why Why am I putting – I just dropped like $200 on these tickets. I don't know. That was – I think that was maybe not the lowest point, but I, that was the point where I really was just like, what is the point of all this? We just hired Robert Sala, all the, all the optimism of like they got this young quarterback – this, you know, this is the head coach we wanted, all this optimism. And then to have it blow up like that, it really felt like a real low. But, you know, two years later, sitting here with Aaron Rodgers at the Jets quarterback and all the optimism and all the buzz the Jets are getting this past week, feels pretty worth it. Now we'll see. Of course, the Jets will probably blow it all up in our face and 
you know, break our hearts. But for now, on May 14th, feels pretty damn good to be a Jets fan. Yeah, I agree. And one one thing you mentioned there um, about riding the train back from a game, I did that for the first time this year for a couple games because I went up and visited uh, when you were living in the city. I'd never taken a train to a game before. And those views on the train of the Jersey swamps are not fun when you lose a game. It really adds to your depression. So I don't know. That's just the point. I can't because I remember they lost that Ravens game. Yeah. And I was looking out at that. It's like, man, this is, what? and you're just and that crowded train. There's a bunch of Ravens fans on there. I know. And then I you always, you always hear about... the opposing teams fans talk about uh, the game from their perspective. And then you'll hear them throw in some random snide at, at the, you know, at the Jets roster. And just oh. Yeah, like I remember there were Ravens fans talking about like I thought Isaiah likely had a great debut. We gotta get him more targets. I mean, I know it was the Jets, but we should <laughs> yeah, it's always something like that. You're like, all right, targets. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll take the win, but we should have won by more, and it was like twenty four to six. Oh my god. All right. Well, hopefully so good memories. Which, which... These memories are important because when you have a season like hope the one we hopefully have, it's what makes it more fun. Which uh looking back on that. Looking at this, which games are you thinking about going to? Uh, well, I think you and I are already kind of making tentative plans to go to that Raiders game. We'll see how it plays out. Definitely week one. I think we both want to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm going to be there. I just haven't oh, yeah. gotten tickets yet. So that's why I speak speak about it hypothetically, but I will be there. Um, other than that, I mean, just want to play by ear, see how it goes. But I'd love to see that Chiefs game. Giants is a rare opportunity. You only get every four years, I guess now. It could happen in two years, depending on the standings, but uh, it doesn't happen a lot. That could be a fun one to go to. And I, I was telling you this before we recorded, but I like those December home games against the Falcons, Texans, and Commanders. I want to see really? the Jets go out there in front of a full packed stadium, 100% Jets fans. I got bad news for the you. Bills. There's, there's, what's the bad news? A December 24th game against the Commanders is not going to be a full house, despite how good the Jets might be. In the rain? Christmas Eve? I'm not. I, I take that one out. The Falcons okay. and the Texans is more what I'm talking about. Okay. Like, you know, Bills, there will be a bunch of Bills fans. Chiefs travel well. There will be a lot of Eagles fans. But those two games, like, not going to be any Falcons fans or Texans fans That's at true. this game. Maybe seven, seven or eight of them. <laughs> but 100%, like, we've never had that. Except but it's maybe in December, like the though. That, that's a good point. I wish one life. of those games was earlier on in the season. When it's better weather, because people will go. They better go. Lambo Field is filled every week. I got it. Let's Buffalo just be honest. It, would you rather for free? Well, I guess you know, the, depending on you pay for cable I'm going or Sunday for free. ticket. But okay, no, no, I'm just no. I'm saying this. Would you rather for relatively free, be at home in the comfort of your house, watching the game on TV with all the angles, all the analysis? You don't have to do the whole trek out to MetLife. I'm just saying this is the mentality of a lot of fans. I'm not saying in December. Or do you want to go out to the game in the rain, risk watching the Jets lose? I mean, once you get to December, I, I do get why some Jets fans are like, all right. I, I, I agree with you. I like the idea of... This is why we don't have as much of a home field advantage as other teams. That's true. I, I wish one of those games was earlier on in the season because, like you said, no away fans traveling. You get a packed Jets house. That would be fun. But I think that week three game against the Pats, I mean, I know there are a lot of Patriots fans that live in, in the city, but... And I guess it's early enough in the season where maybe their uh, you know, season hasn't gone up in flames yet. But I think that's the game where you're really going to get a big, you know, Jets fan, Jets 
I, I just week don't. One will be full. There will just be a good amount of Bills fans, right? No, I think all the first four games I think are all going to be sellouts. First four, yeah, home games. Sure. They're, ju- they're just great road fan bases. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I really do wish maybe the Texans were earlier on. Chargers will be all Jets though. That's true. They don't have traveling fans. That's a good, but that's Monday night again. Actually, that's a good one. I would I would throw that one in. That's yeah, but fun. again, that's tough for people. You know, Monday night game. You're not getting out till midnight. Come you got on, work the next how, day. How many people live in the New York area? Like seventeen million, whatever it is. You can't <laughs> seventeen million. 80, you think seventeen? Oh, I guess in the, the greater area. You're saying? The metropolitan area. Okay, I'm talking okay. about. I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay, you do that because we're factual in this podcast. But uh, for the most part, you can't tell me. You're telling me the eighty thousand people out of them can't. Yeah, for the most part, other than me trying to calculate time yeah, zones yeah, earlier. Exactly. Um, I get right. 80K in the building. What's what's your it's record prediction? 23.6 million. 23.6 million. What's, what's your record prediction? We're going to go game by game, or should we just... It just did kind of go game by out. game. But let's, yeah, I guess... Give your record and then maybe give like a br- brief explanation. You could run through some of the games that you think are, are wins or whatever. I'm gonna go twelve and five. That's where I am right 12 now. Twelve and five. Okay. Um, in terms of breakdown of the losses, I think there will be one trap game loss because it happens. Yeah. Every team. I mentioned Atlanta before. Uh, maybe Patriots. The fact that we're considering a trap game, they lost twelve in a row to them. <laughs> but you know, one of those games may be their favorite. See the Broncos lose. being a trap game. Yeah, that as well. We'll see how good they are. So one surprising loss, and then I think you know four losses out of. You know, some of these tough games split the Bills, split the Dolphins, maybe. And then two out of the, say, Cowboys, Chiefs, Eagles, and Browns, something like that. Calculating in my head. Uh, I'll, I, I guess 12 makes sense. I mean, if I really want to be optimistic, I'll go 13. But, you know, I feel like I always have to go, okay, what, what do I want to say? And then subtract, like, one or two games. Exactly. So I'll go, I'll go 11, you know, I'll play conservatively. Right. I think that that's, what is that? 11 and 11 and six now. Yeah. 11 and six. But I, this really is a team that could, there's no reason this team couldn't win 13 games. I mean, there, there really is no reason that they couldn't, especially when you saw with the Jets of the bills last year, that they couldn't beat them week one, go down to Dallas and beat Dallas. I think that's a tough game, but they could still do that. You look on paper against the Patriots, they should blow them out. Again, they've lost twelve straight, so who knows? And again with injuries, but that—that's a three and zero start. It's like the Chiefs. I, I'm chalking that up as a loss, but again, it's like they don't scare me. They're really the only team in the schedule that I look at. I'm like, all right, they're, they're not going to win that game. It's the Eagles, and of course, that's the game they're going to win now. But it's like Chiefs, Bills—they're scary. Chargers, you know, they obviously they have talent. Dolphins are scared, whatever. But the Jets can beat all these teams in the trenches, and they have Aaron Rodgers, and they have a top five defense. So with that said, I mean, I guess, I guess, like you said earlier, a lot of it comes down to the Jets' own offensive line. How healthy are they able to stay? But I'll go eleven wins, which I love how that's the conservative prediction. But this is definitely a playoff team, and not only that, I think. No, I love that. Like eleven wins, guys. Don't hate me. Yeah, I'm not a pessimist. But I will say we've had. A, I think every year on the podcast, the prediction has always been around five hundred. So the fact it's always eight or nine. <laughs> I think this is a playoff team. I think this is a team that can definitely win the division this year. This is a good shot for them to do it. In fact, I kind of want to make that my prediction, but then eleven wins seems a little light. But I, I, fuck it, I'm the optimist of this podcast. The Jets are winning the division. We're getting a home playoff game in that life. You going to that? There we go. 
You going to that? I'm going to the home playoff game. It'll be $500 in the nosebleeds, but, <laughs> you know, you only live once. All right. I you guess see the Jets make the playoffs once. Yeah. I should say. I don't think you haven't really ever. I mean, obviously, you've been alive during Jets playoffs. No, but... I, was, I wasn't really watching in the 20, 2009, 2010. Uh, so pretty much I've never seen a playoff. I just appearance. remember my dad was a kid, and I just remember my dad beating it into me like, this is not. No, sorry, I shouldn't have beat my <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> My dad's saying to me, uh, you know, this is uh this is not normal. Don't get used to this. You know, soak this in. The Jets don't normally put themselves in this position. Like after they beaten the Chargers and, and made it to the AFC championship and beating the Patriots the next year. And up until that point, the first few seasons that I'd really been watching the Jets was 2008 was the first year I really got into them. I remember some of the other games earlier, but the first three seasons I watched them, they were like eight and three and Super Bowl favorites, then they collapsed. 2009, they make that Cinderella run to the AFC Championship. And then 2010, they have a great season, make it all the way to the AFC Championship and blow it. Tough endings on all three of those seasons, but three really fun seasons. So being a Jets fan was great. And then the, the ensuing 12 years have just been – was it 12 years? Yeah, 12 years have just been horrible. Um, so it's fun that the Jets have now have a, a – looking at a season with, with a Hall of Fame quarterback and all the optimism, I'm sure they'll find a way to break our hearts. But at this point, as I said, at this point, May 14th, Feels pretty good to be a Jets fan. I'm excited, Mike. We have a, we have a, a fun off season of podcast plan. I know we've been a little inconsistent this spring. They're wrapping up my uh, my time at, at Syracuse, but we have the whole summer here, Michael, to really dive into the nitty gritty. Get into the I think the niche of our podcast is really pick one topic and dive all the way into it. We have some podcast plan. We have some interviews that we're working on scheduling out. We'll do some film stuff, but we want to be consistent throughout the summer. That way, it gives us a nice nice runway up until the season starts because these next few weeks are going to be painstaking as we as we wait training camp to, to get underway but i think at this point last year michael i was in, in the bushes of some uh arizona high school trying to find uh <laughs> zach wilson throwing to, to elijah moore but how times have changed uh big summer up ahead for this podcast thank you everybody for listening uh you can follow us at cyj pod on twitter you can follow michael at michael underscore myself ben W. blessington go to jetsxfactor.com the best place to go for jets content uh, subscribe to the Jets X Factor YouTube as well. We post all our podcasts there as well as all the other podcasts on our network. If you're able to, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. It helps out the podcast a ton. With that said, Michael, last thoughts. Yeah, I think I agree with everything you said in terms of this just being a fun time right now. We'll see how the season goes. But in this moment, there's a lot of optimism. And, and there usually is at this time of year. Not this type of optimism, but we always find a way to contrive the optimism you know oh, yeah. regardless uh, we but, listened um, to that 2020 pod where they uh where they played the niners and both of us had uh, predicted wins yeah i was like god jesus <laughs> what like, this thinking? is so disappointing how did they not beat this team that's like what we were saying with all those injuries we were supposed to win this game but uh but I'm, I'm enjoying this right now we got a good four months until the season starts so i'm just gonna bask in that enjoy it for now and uh, hopefully when uh you know when the season starts it's out of our hands hopefully they reward our optimism for once but um i think it'll be a fun year and i can't wait for the podcast we'll be doing over the next few weeks and months getting more into the nitty-gritty of a lot of specific niche topics as we get ready for the year yeah the title is might as well be satirical not uniforms we're gonna do actual real stuff Uh, we're gonna have some uniform pods as well the title might as well be uh (laughs) satirical for the podcast that are come this summer because i imagine we're gonna be by the end of it by august i think we're gonna be predicting 17 and 0 just with every clip of Rogers throwing in that number eight jersey on the practice field, 
my excitement grows. You want? Do you want to think about this for a second? It, yes, this sir. is something that's become wild to me. Just now that we're at this point, and Aaron Rodgers is here, and I'm watching him and just enjoying the hype that comes with him. Why did we ever want Derek Carr? Because I think we all kind of were worried that Rodgers was going to spurn us. And I think it, it felt yeah. like, okay, they, they instead of going all in on this season, Derek Carr, you could bring him in, and that gives you you know four to five years of relevancy of, of solid quarterback play, and you can keep building it up. With Rodgers, it's like, all right, you're going all in on this year. Granted, it sounds like he might stick around for another year or maybe three years. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I mean, the Jets made the right call in terms of this is the best guy we can get. This is our guy. We're going to go try to get him. If they hadn't wound up with him, we'd all be saying, why didn't we just go for Derek Carr? Right, exactly. The, with how yeah. everything's played I mean, out, I, they made the right call. Yeah, I mean, like, I was pro-Carr at times. I think I was split on which one I liked. It was just exactly what you said. I think Carr was just safer, higher floor. You didn't have to go through all that drama we went through the past few months um, leading up to this acquisition. But, uh, you know, now that he's here, I guess I just didn't really put as much stock as I should have into just who this guy is, regardless of the Packers success or lack of success last year. Just a, it's, it is Aaron Rodgers versus Derek Carr. I don't know if I thought about that enough, but, but there, this isn't to throw away, you know, be hindsighted here and just throw all my Derek Carr takes out the window because there was logic to that pursuit as well. And we'll see what he does in new Orleans. But uh, yeah, I was just thinking that now that we're here, it's like, can't believe I, preferred anything else because like the six prime time games and the six best Super Bowl right. odds, all that stuff right. with Derek Carr, you're not getting any of that. Yeah, how so much how much different does the schedule here. look with, with Derek Carr? I guess probably the Raiders game is two still or three. Time. Yeah, probably that, but maybe one other or three total. So Man. I don't know it would be a lot different. So I was just thinking back at that. Soak it all in, Jets fans. As as my dad just says to me, kid, this is not normal. This is not normally happen. Let's soak it in. We got this is perfect for the podcast. We get four to five months to be absurdly optimistic, and then we got a season, hopefully a magical season, uh, waiting us. Very excited. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great week. Uh, we, I guess, we we got Michael and I have a meeting this week to to really uh, plan out what the schedule's like. Um, staff meeting. We have a staff meeting, but uh, we should be back next Monday. We'll see if anything comes out this week. But plan on us being around every Monday um, throughout the summer. We'll see if we if we mix in some. Uh, multi-pods a week as we get uh, closer and closer to training camp. We we'll, don't want to overpromise and underdeliver though. So for right now, we'll be back next Monday. Everybody have a great week. Go Jets.